pet. Two best friends who love to chat. Oh, what it's like to be an ant. Those who ant. Those who Hello, and welcome to Those Who Ant, the podcast for people who want to see the world through ant-colored glasses. My name is Aunt Pat. And I am Auntie Mags. Oh. After you spiced it up, I was like, I got it. I'm, I'm being too, this isn't fun enough. Oh, that was kicky. I love it. You're always fun enough. I don't care. However dry you get, it's not dry enough for me. God bless you. What's going on? What's happening? Uh, you know, I if my makeup looks a little bit weird, it's because I uh, did just watch a sad, sad, sad episode of Grey's Anatomy. So, you know, I'm feeling a little raw, not to be too medical, but I feel like an exposed nerve. Okay. Yeah. And that's why I don't watch things that make me feel things uh, right now. I don't think I've done that in a while because I feel like I'm feeling most things right now without any outside stimulation. So yeah. if I were to be pushed a little bit. I don't know if I could get out of the vortex of emotion that it would cause, but I feel like you're doing a healthy thing, Megs, which is you're allowing yourself to feel things. You're crying at the TV. Mm-hmm. And you know, one day I'm worried, you know, one day, you know, you ever get in the shower sometimes and all of a sudden you're like, I'm very sad. Oh yeah. Almost every day. Yeah. Well, I, I'm afraid that one day I'm going to get in the shower, feel sad. And just, you know, in those movies or whatever, where the person has just given up and is just in the shower sitting down. Uh-huh. So I feel like that's coming for me. Have you never done it? Cause I'm going to be honest with you. I have. I haven't sat down because, you know, when you sit down, the water gets so cool. So it's not warm anymore. By the time it hits your body and then I'm like, I'm freezing. Oh, wait, maybe that's the cure that I'm over it. Because then I'm like, ugh, it's cold. And I'm like, let's yeah. put on something warm. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where, you know, how when you practice mindfulness, you know, they say like, keep, uh, keep an orange in the freezer. You know, so if you like start to have anxiety, you know, start to freak out a little bit, you go into the freezer, you pick this orange up, you hold it in your hand and then... Uh, you focus only on how cold this orange is. And then it like takes your mind off of whatever anxiety is happening. Do you ever do that? No, I've never heard. Now, would it work with other things like things I already have in there, like peas in a bag? You'd have to take the peas out individually and put them in your hands. Okay. But that might be great too, because that might make you feel real powerful. You know, if you're holding a ton of tiny, small things in your hands, yeah, maybe feel real powerful. Yeah. Maybe would also make me feel like I wouldn't feel anxious. I would feel like, why am I doing this? You know? Yeah. That's the thing. And then it takes you out of your anxiety. Right. I guess people don't talk enough about like, just get real confused if you're feeling mm-hmm. bad. Because then you're focused on, I'm very confused, you know, as opposed to You're very to bad. confused in the present. You're very confused in the present, which means you're not worrying about what's going to happen in the future or what has just happened to cause this anxiety attack or, you know, anything else. You're just like, why am I doing this? What is happening right now? It's great. I took right. a class. I dated somebody who was, uh, was uh, had bipolar disorder. Uh, probably dated a few people who could have been diagnosed with that. And if you're listening to this, you have a home here. If you have bipolar disorder, we love you. But so that's not a judgment. That's just, I took a class to learn more about what that person was going through. And it's amazing that I'm single. So yeah, that's one of the things they taught me in that class. But you know what cheered me up? What? When you you just said, text Josie to Google um, the Bidens and the Carters. When I told you that? Yeah. Yeah. And she sent me back. Well, that that didn't do it. But then when she, I said, what's this about? And then she sent me the picture. You know, I didn't realize that the Carters were um, like tree people or whatever. Like I knew that they loved building houses, but are they building dog houses? Oh, maybe, maybe it is like a, like a Keebler elf situation and they're building little tree houses. I didn't realize, because I guess I'd never seen the Carters stand next to other people, but that's Mm -hmm. very small. Yeah. Did you ever see, well, I guess the show Webster is what comes to 
to mind where he was a full grown adult. And then, you know, George Papadopoulos and ma'am were like regular sized people. No offense to Webster. Webster was like, a, you know, grown, grown up, but he was a little boy. Maybe we're just getting giant, you know? One time I saw a, a photograph in a book of Napoleon's bed and everyone's like, oh, everyone was small then, you know, at that time, you know, and mm-hmm. we've grown into monsters and maybe that's what's ha- happening. And that goes back to hormones and, and cheese, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the hormones are, are making us all, you know, gargantuan. And um, I stand by that. But you know who I think might know the answer to this? I bet I know. Okay, I will say it. It's a very good friend. Please welcome to the podcast and Tim Tam. Oh, hi. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be here. I have never been on a podcast before. Oh, well, we're, we're barely, this is barely a podcast. So you're in good hands here. I can tell you that much. I've heard so much about it. Never heard one. I thought about listening to one, but it hasn't ever really, I, I haven't gotten around to it. But it's one of those things that's like on my to-do list, like go to Sweden, listen to a podcast. I will, uh, a- after I'm on this one, I'll probably share it on Facebook and maybe I'll listen to it. But it's Frightens me a little bit. I'll be honest. Would you uh, tell us what frightens you so much? Because we want we want this to be the most comfortable experience that it possibly can be for you. Oh, I'm not frightened of you two, not in the least. I just it's just I don't want to invite too much technology into my life because I worry about well, I worry about the five G. I don't know what it is, but I don't necessarily want to spend too much time around it in case some of those people are right. And um, I don't like to. Uh, you know, I, I just don't like to spend too much time around devices that I don't understand and, um, you know, being recorded because God knows what they can do with that these days. They're going to make a, a fake of my voice saying something that I don't that I don't want to say. I don't, I don't know. This is, the possibilities are endless. And that's what I don't like. You know what they could do with your voice? I just was. <laughs> this is very true. I woke up thinking about this yesterday. Remember when that movie, um, the Tom Cruise movie where he's the guy, he's not the guy that says, show me the money, but he's the other guy. Oh, the one with the mask in the sex club. Yeah, Top Gun. Normally, I would not say, I know the one with the mask in the sex club is Eyes Wide Shut because that was one of my least favorite movie experiences of all times. Mm, yeah. So I know it's not that one because I wrote down Eyes Wide Shut and it's on my fridge. Just to remind you not to watch it. Never do this again. I have a list of stuff like that too. Uh, what do you got? What's on there? Go. Pesto's on my list. Too green. I believe pesto is okay for a spread. It's not my favorite when it's like the sauce of a pasta. You know, I think if I had my eyes closed, I could eat it, but it's just too green for me. I don't, it's, it's, I'm not, I don't, I don't like it. So that's definitely, that's on my list. It's not accessible, you know, because the pine nuts, have you ever made it at home and you're like, excuse me, can I get a small home loan for the pine nuts that go in this pesto? Yeah. I think I, I I wouldn't even know where to get pine nuts. Honestly, I where do you do you have to do? Do they come from a pine tree? That's an honest question. I don't know. I think so. Which makes me think yeah. I should just go into the forest and shake a tree or whatever and wait. And you know, I don't need them to package them up. I live near fir trees. Excuse me. Some old fashioned, but I think pasta sauce should be made from tomatoes or milk. And if it's not one of those two things, then I am honestly, I'm just not interested. I, I once I went to a restaurant um, with my sister and they had a pasta that was like, uh, it was like, it was like brown butter in sage. And I was like, you know what? If the butter's brown, throw it away. Pass it. Pass it. Where did you, do you just wait till the butter tree, you keep it in the fridge till it turns brown? No, thank you. Oh gosh. I understand that. You know, I'm, I'm Italian, but you know, I love, I love brown butter because 
I believe that somebody cooked butter too long and was like, it's too late to turn back now. I'm putting this on my pasta. Oh, wait, that's so, how they make the butter brown. They just cook it for a long time. Well, yeah. huh, you could knock me over with a feather. They should say that on the menu because yeah. I, I did not know that. I've never yeah. cooked butter brown enough, long enough to brown it or to make it brown or whatever. Yeah, I guess it's I've only so melted it fun. in the microwave to dip, you know, imitation crab into. Yeah. Oh, I love you imitation know, crab. Why get the real thing when the imitation is so good? I don't understand. And you know what? I don't know where they found these imitation crabs, but that seems wrong. They're just a different kind of crab, right? No, no it it's a whitefish. Wait, it's a fish? What? It's a whitefish. Yeah. And how are they imitating crabs? Did they, yeah. they learn to scuttle? No, I think it's like a very, um, it's a big process. I'll text Josie to see what kind of fish it is. But it imitates a crab? How? It just like an impression? Is that how they figured it out that it tastes like no. that? I don't well, know. I think they just kind of like fiddle with it. And because I know they, they dye it to make the, the color change. Oh my God. They dye, they dye it. Yeah. Cause whitefish doesn't normally have those orange sides, you know? Oh, that, that, that's, it, it's uh it, it's one of those things where I guess I thought it was, yeah. Like you said, I thought it was imitating a crab and I, I thought, you know, maybe um, a, a fisherman had looked at it and said, oh, that's a crab. And it was blending into its surroundings because it was surrounded by crabs to protect itself like an animal camouflage itself in the wild. And but it, instead, it just backfired because crabs are so delicious. That's yeah, the truth. That's, yeah. Don't don't mimic something that people think is delicious. You know, I'm not right. walking around trying to be um, hummus or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you I mimic I, something in the ocean, mimic a cuttlefish. Those things are hideous, and I don't know that people eat them. Or just like a, a rock. You yeah. Know? Here's what Josie sent me back. Imitation crab is the highly processed food made, made by combining minced fish with starch, egg whites, sugar, salt, and additives to mimic the flavor, color, and texture of real crab. You know, I feel okay about that, actually, because I those words that you just said, I know what all of them mean, and that's what I like in a food. Yeah. Well, does this does this next sentence scare you? While it's significantly less expensive than real crab, it's also less nutritious and laced with questionable additives. Well, what's what what do they mean by questionable? Yeah, and by the way, that's what makes it taste good. You know? Yeah. I mean, we can question these additives all we want, but the reality is, I'll tell you that you question the added, additives, the answer is yum. It's so good. And you know, I know we're supposed to like not like processed things, but excuse me, we have thumbs. Uh, we're not going to sit and not process things. We're going to process things. You know, if, if whomever, you know, I don't know what I believe because I'm agnostic or whatever, but I got to tell you, someone gave us thumbs and they weren't like, uh, sit on them. They were like, process things and make them better. And, and you know what? I, I, I'll, I, that's just what I like. You know, that's what I like. Now, I do have a question to go back just for a moment. You said 5G and I've heard that term before thrown around. Tim, Tim, do you know what it is? Do, do I know what 5G is? Yeah. Cause no, no one's told me, I've heard conflicting things. I was in a group for a while that said that it was um, a way for the government to, um, I don't know, do something to us worse than they're already doing. And then I didn't get I, any clarification on that. Yeah. Well, I am not exactly sure what 5G is. I know that whatever a G is, there's five of them. And probably as humans, we're only equipped to deal with one, whatever it is. And I, I don't know if it's like, if it's gigs, is it five five gigs? Um, and I, I my, actually, my nephew... Um, came over and set me up with an external hard drive so that I could store um, pictures of my quilts on it. And he 
he said this this external hard drive has it's uh what is it how many uh gosh 60 gigs i don't know but a bunch of gigs and i thought to myself oh gosh i better um you know, I'm, I'm put the pictures of my quilts on it, but then I'm going to wrap it in a quilt and keep it in my closet because if the gigs are somehow escaping and that is what 5G is and it's going to get into my brain, I don't want that to be leaking um, into my atmosphere. So so I guess the, the answer to that is I'm not exactly sure, but I know that it's supposed to be um, kind of infiltrating our persons. And I'm not, uh, that's something that I, I, I didn't sign up for, although I'm, I'm sure I never read those uh, user agreements that you click on and agree. And maybe at some point hidden in the fine print is agreeing to have those gigs leak into your body. Okay, now I get say it. Gigs, just oh, because just a follow up. I got one follow up from that. When you say gigs, do you mean like like shows that bands do? I have wondered if that's where it comes from. Like mm. if there's a if um okay, so let's say my hard drive is sixty gigs. If that means that there's enough room on there to store, if you know, say I, I went to like the um the Doobie Brothers concert and uh. I recorded it, and I could store let's say sixty. 60 whole concerts on there if you wanted to rewatch it which I love I don't know about you but when I go to a concert I have I hold my phone up the entire the whole entire time if I had an iPad you know one time Mags and I were somewhere and I remember I was so jealous because there were all these people holding up full you know full iPads the tablets oh. holding them up and now they did block I couldn't then see um the stage anymore but I thought oh if I had one at least I'd be I could watch it later because I can't see it now anymore because of all the iPads. You you just watch it on their iPad and you're like, well, it's I, I'm almost well now I'm like one row closer. We asked them. We said, hey, could you could you like not do that? And they were like, just watch the iPad and shut up. People are so rude. You know, I uh, I actually I, I actually the woman in front of me last concert I went to, she was holding up her iPad and I said, actually, can you hold it a little bit closer to me? Cause I like what I see. And she said, you're wearing too much perfume. What? Oh. Well, it's, uh, here's the thing. I, I was wearing a lot of Jean Nate that night, but it was, an, it was an occasion. And also you're out in the open air. Like, don't you want people to think you smell nice? I just, I just can't get over people who would say things like that. Listen, everybody knows your three cents are Jean Nate, Navy and exclamation. It is so hard to find Navy anymore. Yeah. Tell me about it. I feel like everything out there now is a musk. You know, it's like, oh, this is a natural musk or something. And I'm like, I know what a musk is. I, I'm trying to hide my own natural musk. And Jean Nate, that's like the garage door paint of perfume that I love. You have a you have a real sick and you've been at home and then all of a sudden you forget that someone's supposed to come over and fix something and you can't you don't have the will to get into the shower because you can't. If you put on a little jean nate, it's like nothing has happened. There's no personal musk, there's no funk. It is a terrific scent, by the way. And so she was wrong. And that's okay, but she was very wrong. Thank you. It's okay that she was wrong, but she should know it and so should you. Yeah. I, I thank you so much for saying that because, well, well you know, Ginette, one thing I love about it, comes in a big bottle and it says body splash. So if you don't splash it on, you're doing it wrong. It's not, it's not a body dab. It's a body splash. Um, and also she, she probably smelled pretty musky, you know, and musk comes from a gland. 
And glands are parts of our bodies that we don't expose for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And that's what I love about you is that you can take things down to a medical level to make them make sense. And maybe it's just because I've been watching so much Grey's Anatomy, but I really, that speaks to me right now. You know, that's such a good show. And I am thrilled that it's, what's it been on like 25 seasons now or something? Uh, not quite, but it's, it's close. It's like 17. I thought it had always been on, like we couldn't find the beginning you know, um, like a chicken and egg. Like, was there a time before Grey's Anatomy? That's just how I felt. When I say it out loud, it's like, that can't be possible, but that's how it feels. Well, that's how you know it's a good show. That's, that's right. right. You can't imagine life without it. Yeah, yeah. That's, how, that's how I feel about Peter Jennings or whatever. Oh, God, I love Peter Jennings. Yeah. You know what? They don't, they don't make a classic man like that anymore. You know, they really don't. And I got to tell you, this reminds me a little bit of how we met because they don't I'm starting to think that they don't make, and no offense to anyone listening to this, that they don't just make men in general anymore. Well, would you mind, Tim Tim, just letting the folks, because a lot of people don't know the story about how we met. No, I actually love the story. I tell it all the time. So I was at the laundromat because I have a wash and dryer at home, but I don't like to use them because of the electricity. So I was at the laundromat doing my laundry and I see this uh, ad up on the bulletin board because while my clothes are in the dryer, I love to just wander over to the community bulletin board. And it said, looking for single women over 40 to come to a speed dating event. And you know, my, uh, my chat has been gone for a few years. And, and I thought to myself, you know what, Tim Tam, why not? Just get out there. Put yourself out there, splash on some Gina Tate, get out there. So I tore off one of the little things and I, uh, I, I made the call and I said, sign me up for this speed dating event. So I get there. Uh, it's in the VFW hall. And I, I walk in, I'm wearing um, my, uh, my ship and shore blouse because it's my favorite. And I, I look around and there's no, there, I, I see some other women, of course, over 40, but there are no men there. And I thought, oh, they just haven't arrived yet. What they're going to do is have them walk in one at a time or something. But uh, we waited and it's supposed to start at seven. We waited, it's like 7.10, 7.15. I thought, oh, these guys are going to arrive fashionably late because, you know, they're men. And um, But it turned out no men ever showed up to the event. But I was seated in the folding chairs right next to you two. You were gabbing up a storm uh, and we started chatting. And uh, since then, we just kind of became fast friends. And after we, uh, after the men never showed up, we went to IHOP and uh, we had pancakes. And I, um, I, I still like thinking about that because even though I didn't meet a man that night, I met, I met two ladies who I uh, just give me such a kick. Uh, well, it was, I mean, mutual. And you know, uh, Mags and I had been sitting there gabbing because we had just had to run off a young woman. You know, it was supposed yeah. to be over forty, and this. What woman walked in and I was like, I was like, there's no way she's, she's 35 tops. So we yeah. had to get rid of her, uh, which we did. It was fine. She, she understood after a while of us talking to her why she had to leave. But man, it was in that VFW, you would have thought that there would at least have been a man working there. There was no yeah, men none. there at all. Yeah, yeah, it was like they gave him all the day off. It's like, what is this? What is? Why would you do that? Who's who's running this thing? Do you ever? Do you, do you ever just wonder if, if some sometimes you know you're out and you only see that you you just wonder if the men are somewhere just hanging out together, just giggling? I I don't know. The, the, I feel like that night, especially, there must have been some some kind of man event going on because well, they certainly were not there in that VFW hall. I'll say that, which is okay with me, you know, because I'm ansexual. Uh, so I, you know, I I'll date aunts, uncles. Uh, you know, anybody in between. Uh, but, uh, but for you guys, I felt really sad, uh, you know, cause I was like, eh, there's still a chance I could go home with somebody today, which let's be honest is slim, slim. 
But I just felt like that was almost false advertising for you guys because that's unfair. It's like, I, you know, come on. And also, follow-up, would you explain that top to people who might not know what that top is? Oh, the, the ship and shore blouse? Yeah. Well, kind of like a seersucker, like a poplin, like light enough for summer. But it's also got sleeves, so I don't get a chill if I'm indoors at, say, a movie theater or something. But it's got stripes, and so it's kind of festive. And uh, you really can take it from the boardroom to the bedroom. Oh, my God. It's wow. like, that reminds me of the time I accidentally wore pajamas to school when I was little. But everyone knew it right away because um, it was very pilled, the fabric. But that ship to shore, I like that. It's like the radio uh, ship. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I, I, well, I, I'm not sure I do know what you mean, but I can imagine. That's all I was asking. Can you imagine it? Great. Yeah, I, I can imagine. It is. I guess it's kind of like the radio. You just you, you, you turn the, uh, the station and you're like, well, am I going to get am I going to get talk or am I am I going to get um, uh, word up? <laughs> exactly. Word exactly. Up. Did you say word up by cameo? Yeah, that uh, you you know that song. Oh, that hey, is- pretty ladies around the world. Oh, I love that song. That song is a party starter. Absolutely, it is. absolutely. Oh I man, I love it. There's a part in that song where, and I don't know the words, but his voice does a fun thing where he's like, "There's a real and and I love that. I don't even need to know what he's saying. It's like a foreign film. I don't care what the words are. I, I want to just feel it. I don't know any of the words that sang, but I do like I, I do like it when they play it at a wedding. I'll tell you that. I haven't been to a wedding like that where they would be brave enough to play Word Up by Cameo. Oh, you you go to weddings where they mostly play like classical or Apple? I feel like it's more stroking. You know, if they're going to play Word oh, Up yeah. or stroking, they're going to play stroking, which I have no problem with because that usually gets some juices going of some of the men who are around my age because they, they need a little yeah. kick in the pants to, you know, um, you know get it started. We think- when we think about the storytelling of Clarence Carter, who who did Strokin, and then but if you compare that to Patches, do you know the song Patches? I I don't. Oh, know. what is that? I grew up. Oh my God! It's Patches. I'm depending on your son to pull the family through. Oh, it's such a good story. Is that so about I- a man whose son is a dog named Patches? close. It's about a man who dies. So sad. It's about a a young boy and his dad's very sick and they, they own a farm and uh, his dad, his dad dies. And so he's like, well, I guess I'll, I'll drop out of school. And the mother says, no, that was daddy's strictest rule. This, these are verbatim quotes. And I'm sorry, whose patches in this scenario? Who's it's Clarence Carter. It's, it's, it's the singer. It's his life story. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's true. So then it's like every morning before I went to school. I fed the chickens and I chop wood too. And it's so, it's so good. And, but then he's like, and you know, he's got a real deep, soulful, beautiful voice. And he's like, uh, he talks about how he, how he like did it. But then he's like, uh, he talks about his mother and he says, um, uh, angels took her to a, to her new home. And I thought, oh, they moved her. He made, he was a success and he bought her a home. But then I listened to it and then she died too. So it's really good, but real sad. I am shocked that I don't know this song because it sounds right up my alley. Because I love a song that tells a story and I love a song that's sad. The story in that song kind of reminds me of Old Yeller a little bit. I I will tell you this though. I, I love a, you know what I love? I love a good duet. Like, 
uh, Islands in the Stream, Katie Rogers and Dolly Parton, a real good one. But another good one that I think is kind of underrated is, uh, you, you know that song, Guilty by Barry Gibbs. I knew in my yeah. heart you were going to say that. I knew in my heart you were going to say that. You know, my my Chad and I, uh, before he disappeared, we actually used to sing that together sometimes. Um, well, not at parties, but like in the car on the way home. We, he loved to have a, a Harvey Wallbanger or two. And um, when, once he had a couple in him, we loved singing that song. And they don't make they don't make hair on men like they like they did on Barry Gibb anymore. Oh. That, I love that long feathered look. Um, that to me is just screams masculinity. Speaking of Musk, I bet Barry Gibb was one musky guy with hair like that. Oh, for sure. Hey, is there any updates on Chad's disappearance? Oh, I, I mean, I did have him declared legally dead um that's so good that's been it's because it's been a while you know it's been eight years and uh it's you, you're supposed to wait five i waited six because i thought no maybe but um he has not uh resurfaced and that's okay i uh i do i do you know once i um if i if he you know let's say i watch a sad episode of Grey's anatomy and i think to myself gosh it'd be nice to have chad here to snuggle or whatever but um I, yeah, we we still we still don't know. There are no leads. Um, it's it's what they call a cold case, actually. At this point, you know, Pat and I are very interested in. We love a cold case. We love a yeah. cold case files. We love a dateline. I don't we- like that it's happening to you, Tim Tam. It would be really different if you talked about him all the time. But I think you have a healthy relationship with his disappearance at this point where, you know, it's more Mags and I asking you. And that's not to say, like, of course you miss him. Of course you want him back. Of course, we hope he's not dead. With nobody, right? Hope springs eternal, I suppose. Well, yeah. Sometimes I wonder, you know, I think, because, you know, he was a he was a long distance trucker. And I sometimes I want to hear about like, uh, you know, maybe a trucker out there having another family or something like that. And if that's the case, you know, I can't, uh, you know, Chad and I, we, we never did have kids or whatever. Not that he ever made any noises about that. But sometimes I do wonder if he just thought, you know, well, uh, I, I'd rather live in another state across the country with a different woman and perhaps some kids. But you but and I, I couldn't blame him for that because sometimes I I wonder what it'd be like to, you know, just change my name, drop everything and 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 get the hell out of Dodge. But I I feel like he would have just he would have sent a postcard or something, you know, because uh, he, he, he wasn't the most uh, loving and demonstrative guy. But um, I, I don't think he would have, you know, just disappeared in the middle of the night, leaving all his belongings and his wallet behind um, without. you know, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, nope. it's fun to think about. Maybe he's, he's just somewhere else, you know, and he, he might come back someday. I don't know. I every every year on my birthday, I, I actually don't leave the house. I stay by the phone because, you know, I still have a landline. And I, I think, well, if 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 he's ever going to call, it's going to be on my birthday. Uh, so it hasn't happened yet, but I, I haven't given up hope. Did they ever look into the fact that he liked Thailand so much and would go on those trips without you there? Uh, you know, I told him that, but the, the, the local police didn't seem so interested in that. And maybe they just didn't have the budget, you know? That's um, true. Yeah, because what, what are they going to do? The local police are going to what? Oh, we've got a lead, and then they go to Thailand, and maybe they don't come back. And then all of a sudden, all these men, maybe that's where all the men are. They're in Thailand. There was a medium that, that took place at the very beginning in Thailand. I don't know if you've ever watched the show Medium, Tim Tam, but it's so good. And uh, yeah, there, there, there was a storyline that involved Thailand in that one, too. You, you didn't see uh, Chad strolling through the background, did you? <laughs> no, and I looked. Yeah. Um. No, I... I um. 
I guess it just seems like such a such a long way to go. And and I also know that he loved uh, well, you know, my Chad loved fast food, and and I'm not sure if they have all the fast food restaurants that he likes in Thailand. But um, but like I said, you know, I, I don't like to think about it too much, and I'm I'm moving on. I well, I tried to with that speed dating event where I, I didn't meet any men, but I met you two. So <laughs> two of you makes was- um, uh, more than one Chad, if you ask me. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for saying that. You know, they give you these these cards and you got to ask things real quickly. Um, and what we loved about you was that you really, you you had, I don't want to say stock answers, but you just, you just knew your answers really well, which to me says, you know yourself very well. And I love that about you. Me, I, you know, somebody asked me a question and I, I would hem and haw for a minute and then the bell would ding, you know, but you, you were so good at it. I thought it was so funny they made us answer the questions even though there were no men there. <laughs> yeah, was- I thought they were going to let us leave. And it turns out we had to stay and do it anyway. No, they locked the doors. And I I, I was like, well, okay, you know, I, I guess. But it was it was fun answering those questions anyway. I'm kind of glad they made us do that because we learned a lot about each other. Uh, but yeah, you know what, though, it's okay to hem and ha. Um, because you know, sometimes you, you want to, you want to settle on really the right answer, but I'm a person who doesn't like to think too hard. So when they ask me questions like that, I'm just like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. That's me. Tim Tam. Yeah. Reacting. Right. Cause we're supposed to, I don't know who's, I don't know when I say we're supposed to, I just know that I've read it somewhere, but you seem to really be in the moment, which is what we're supposed to be doing. You know, like um, Mags has said this before, you know, it's just be here, be present or whatever. Uh, uh, And it feels like you are because when someone asks you a question, you immediately start talking. And the fun thing is sometimes you think you know what the question is and you start answering it, Tim Tam, but it wasn't what it was. Because I think at the IHOP, uh, the guy serving us was like, was just saying, hi, how are you? Can I get you something to, and you were like, oh, yes, you can. I can, I'll give you my number. And he was asking if we wanted juice. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. I did give him my number and, uh, well, he didn't, he didn't call me, but I did put myself out there, which I was happy about. And, um, the thing is, I I think it's best to, uh, offer information that people don't ask for. Because you never know when you're, you, you never know, uh, and especially having a husband who disappeared under such mysterious circumstances, I know better than anyone that, you know, any day could be your last or you, you just really, truly got to live in the moment. So yeah, he might've been asking me what I wanted to drink, but I was just like, we give me a cop. Yeah. Don't they say that thing where it's like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take? Oh, do they say that? I love that. Yeah. It's probably even yeah. more than that. Yeah. You know, now that we're talking about this out loud and I'm not religious, you know, I was raised in kind of a quasi, I don't know what that means, but, um, that's house. a hunchback. Yeah. I was raised in a hunchback house. And, um, but is there a possibility that all these missing people, are people getting raptured? Now I don't really know what that means, but, but they, you know, they kind of go missing. Does anyone here believe in that? And if so, I mean, it's just really interesting to me. I don't know if I do because is this a slow rapture? Is death? I don't understand. Does anyone? You know, I've thought about that and I think it's possible, but if they were being raptured, wouldn't we see them float up into the sky? Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. Because part of the rapture is like, oh, look, you missed out, right? It's not just a mystery. It's like someone's floating to God's face or whatever. Bye. 
That is such a good point, actually, because I think part, you're absolutely right. Part of being raptured is sticking it to those who get left behind here on yeah. earth, right? You're like, oh, you, you're float, you're weightless all of a sudden. You're floating up to be with Jesus. You probably start glowing or something, right? But I'm down here. I'm, I'm looking through the plus size blouses at Ross and I'm like, well, I wish I was floating up there, but I guess I, you know, that one time I lied about, you know, how many, I, uh, gosh, I, <laughs> I lie about uh, a few uh, white lies, but you know what I mean? Like, those are the things, those are the kind of things that if they add up, the kid can keep you from being raptured. Is, is rapture the one where Debbie Harry talks about Fab Five Freddy? Oh, yeah. You know what? I think that is this. I, I only can remember the chorus where they sing rapture. Yeah. Oh, my God. You do that so good. Do that one more time. Okay. Rapture. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. See that. All right. Now, listen, Pat might get mad at me for this, but Pat also does some impressions. Oh, and one of, yeah. One of the ones she does. <laughs> I'm excited about this. Uh, what I, she hasn't done this in a while. And I guess I just missed it. Pat, will you please do Columbo? Uh, excuse me. One more thing. Oh my gosh. Oh, I just looked over at the TV to see if it was on. <laughs> that was so good. You even squinted one eye. Just like, oh, what's his name? Oh, gosh, what's his name? Peter oh. Fella. Peter Fella? Peter Felt? P- P- Peter Feltman, right? P- yes, Peter Peter Feltman. What a, what a fine actor. Is sexy. God, so sexy. So sexy. No, and you know what I thought of, Pat? We, mm. we talked about, uh, we, we haven't spoken about the Oscars since the Oscars, which is funny because we did a special. But, I wasn't able um, to watch them because I only get they went on CBS. Oh, no. I read joy. about it after. I read about it after. Well, I suppose I could have called you. That was one of those times I felt so sad. I, I was like, I'm going to watch yeah. the Oscars and then I couldn't because I only get CBS. So um, I thought that maybe they all shared, you know, like if there's a yeah. big thing that they're all supposed to share and all. But that's not the case. So I had to watch Jack. Oh, I, you should have called me because I would have been I would have just told you what was happening while it was happening. But yeah. what one of the things is I started to text you about how Wilford Brimley died because I oh. didn't realize that he had. But the in memoriam was going so fast on the Oscars. It was like one of my nephew's presentations for school. It was like so fast. Gosh, not so. By the time I went to text you, Wilfred Brimley died. It had already been like four people died, and I missed him. That's such a sad part of the Oscars because you know people die and then you forget, and then the Oscars just reminds you. It seems kind of rude, honestly. It really does. And you know, I don't like that they said now no clapping. Yeah. I mean, what am I supposed? To, I'm supposed to sit quietly and watch this. You know, that's really not how I mourn. I, I I like to you know pick out my favorites and then clap real hard when you see the face there. I feel like it really took a turn after that. Tim Tam, we were talking about this before. I don't really understand. You know, so much of it I don't get because I haven't seen a lot of the movies and I don't understand. You know, oh this person's for sound, but this person's for different kinds of sound, and I'm like, it seems like. We're really gilding the lily here with all the sound. Um, what am I trying to say? Anyway, I don't understand the uh, anything anymore. Uh, just file it away with everything else I don't get. No, I, I get what you're talking about because I, well, one thing that confuses me is sound mixing, right? Like, well, you, you just dump all the sound together in a pot and stir it with a big stick, <laughs> you know? Uh, what are we doing with sound mixing? Like, you just record the sound, right? I I guess I'll, well, that's why I'm not a big Hollywood star. But I will say this, I love looking at that um, Oscar's fashion because those dresses are so big and ridiculous. And I say to myself every year, I'm like, what happened to a simple classic sheath dress? Or, um, you know, what about a nice pair of slacks and a turtleneck? 
because it, it seems like it'd be so hard to sit in those dresses. And I know they want to swan around on that red carpet and peacock a little bit, but I like to dress for comfort. So I, I think every year I'm like, oh, Tim Tam, if you were there on that red carpet, what would you wear? And, uh, you know, sometimes when I'm, when I'm watching, and I agree with you, I love to clap. I clap along every year. I, sometimes I dress up a little bit uh, and I, I put on my favorite outfit, something I would wear to the Oscars. And it's classic. It's understated. And I think I could teach these people a thing or two about how to dress. Is it a ship shower? Uh, well, my ship and shore blouse, I like to save for kind of more like kicky occasions, you know, like that's kind of more of like a, like a casual, like a, um, you know, like a, like a breezy sort of like, actually it'd be perfect for sailing. I've never been sailing, but I would wear, I would wear my ship and shore blouse sailing. It's good to wear to um, the Olive Garden. Uh, it's, it's good for a lot of occasions. You know what? I actually have a couple extra and I'm going to, next time I see you two, I'm going to bring you each a, a ship and shore blouse. I got a whole bunch, you know, they actually at the thrift store, I it has a lot of ship and shore glasses, truly. So I, I got I got a few extra and I'm going to bring them to you. And, you know, we should have um, we should have an occasion where we all put on our ship and shore blouses and go out and drink a margarita. We could go sailing. I mean, oh, let's just do the thing that it's supposed to be doing. Yeah, that sounds like a little piece of heaven. We should get on a boat. Now, I'll bring the drama mean because, you know, but Tim Tam. Ship to, ship to shore, blouses and a margarita. Oh my God. That's like a dream. You know what I mean? This past year, you're just thinking about all oh, the things you want to do, but that kind of personifies it to me in my head. No, I agree. It's like, uh, it's it's just something to wear when you're feeling uh, breezy. Uh, actually, perfect to listen to a Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton duet. Wow. Gosh, doesn't that sound perfect? Sitting on the deck of a boat. There's there's probably uh, some kind of handsome musky man uh, You doing the sail. He's you doing the ropes and we're just sitting there in our ship in shore black and we're having a margarita. And that to me sounds like the life, you know? Yeah. I, I love that you chose Islands in the Stream instead of something more on the nose like sailing. Mm, no. Yeah. You, you gotta, you, you should listen to sailing uh, late at night when you're thinking about your husband who disappeared. That's a good song for that. Was he big on Christopher Cross? Okay. That's a silly question because who does not love Christopher Cross? <laughs> you know, I can't think of one person. And if I did know that person, I'd tell him to take a hike. You're right about that. That was a dumb question on my part. That's very, very true. Because, oh, uh, God, the serenity that you find. Well, because if, if the if the wind is right, you can sail away and find, I think he says find serenity, right? You know, he says tranquility. Yeah. The canvas can do miracles. Just you that wait song is so transporting, honestly. For when you're, when you're not feeling smooth, but you want to feel smooth. Yeah, that one. And remember when Uncle Dutch came on, Pat, and he was talking about, which by the way, you guys never had your spaghetti dinner. We, we got to get this thing going. But yeah. anyways, he, but, but uh, he sang uh, Escape the Pina Colada song, which I traditionally hate. But he made, he took us to another place on that one. Now, did Chad have life insurance? Yeah, he did. Actually, that's mm. part of the reason why I went ahead and had him declared legally dead. Because I, you know, obviously, when your husband's a long-distance trucker, you sort of depend on that money. Because it's pretty good money, you know, that long-distance trucking. So uh, after five, you know, well, six years, uh, when I had him declared legally dead, I was able to collect that life insurance payout, which is when I bought my shipping short blouse. That's how you so, celebrated one blouse? That's so responsible. Oh, no, I, it wasn't. It was not just that. I, uh, I ordered a couple cookbooks from Amazon. Um, Which ones? Would you oh, get Ina? Did you get Ina? Well, I actually have printed out a bunch of her recipes from the internet and I put a three hole punched them. I put them in a binder. So I said to myself, I oh, don't waste money on that cookbook because you already got all those recipes printed out from the internet. 
Um, but I buy, I, gosh, it's, uh, let me see. Uh, there's uh, the, oh, it's called the Gourmet Cookbook. That's Ruth Reichel. And then I have the uh, Better Homes and Gardens new cookbook with the festive uh, plaid cover, that red and white checked cover. Ah, uh, that one I have. I have my grandmother's Better, Better Homes and Gardens. One day we should do a side by side and see if they've updated. Oh, we absolutely should. I I have an idea too. We got to do a meatloaf cook-off where we find the best recipe in our cookbook for meatloaf. And then we do like a taste test. Can we? I thought you were going to say, but we listened to meatloaf while we were doing it. Can we do that too? Because if we will listen to that song when it's like, so now I'm praying for the end of time to hurry up and arrive. And that would be so fun. If I have to spend another minute with you, I don't think that I can barely survive. You we sound just like it. him. You sound oh. just like him. I, oh, is that, okay. Was that, that's on Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. Is that what that yes. is? Yes. I love a song that's like eight to 10 minutes long. Yes. Because why, I don't like a story. And you're like, I, gosh, I, I love this song so much. You don't have to start it over again because it just keeps going. No. And then there's like that whole pot in the middle of it where it's like, Eddie's running out of baseline, running, running first, Eddie's running towards second. It's like, there's a whole baseball commentary about sex in the middle of this already very long song. I had and sex to this song three times in a row and it still wasn't over. Oh my goodness. You are, you are very spicy and I love it. Yeah, Honestly, well, I didn't know I didn't know that was going to happen because after the one time, you know, most people are like, I'm good. But then, I, you know, I was still aboard the train. The train had left the station, but it only it, it was a short trip each time. Was yeah. it Ron? Yeah. Could, could, cannot believe he got it up three times in a row. Well, I was going to say that sounds like an awful fast recovery. I wouldn't call it all the way up. You ever do the one where it's as up as it's going to get and just kind of gets it's kind of just getting worked in there like you know when you have like a like a oh, an old like box you- for christmas gifts and you're like i don't want to waste this box but this doesn't really fit in here but you're like yeah. i'll just tape it you know i'll tape it hard yeah yeah i was gonna say it's got to be like trying to put a one of those you have to play with one of those water weenies oh yeah yeah it would be like trying to put one of those water weenies like uh in into into a vagina into anything almost <laughs> yeah just any any small enclosed space i i guess i just wondering do you have to kind of smash it in there yeah, yeah. that's the thing because yeah. you know how when you when you push a water weenie into something it like folds into itself right it kind of that it bends and folds and and you're just sort of like well it, it gives it has a lot of give and so that's what I, I guess what i'm wondering by the third time you're probably like well this is like a, a this is like a tube of warm brown swagger you know oh yeah it's yeah. almost like the it's like the thing itself is like i'd prefer not you know it's like mm-hmm. there's the will is there on the upstairs but the downstairs is reticent at the least mm-hmm. yeah you're you're probably thinking about something else at that point you know yeah. We we both were. I'm sure. Yeah. Did you did you after that after you guys finished? I'm not going to say making love because I know Ron too well to ever assume that that happened. But t- did you say? Um, did you sing the song two out of three ain't bad? You know, uh, that one. In retrospect, I wish I had because yeah. mine would have been three quarters out of three ain't bad. You know. <laughs> Explain yeah. that math to me. Well, the 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 last two were lousy, and the first one wasn't that great either. In two out of three, ain't bad. He says, "I want you. I need you. There ain't no way I'm ever gonna love you. Don't be sad. 
two out of three ain't bad, which is so mean. I wish you had said that to Ron. Oh, okay. Now I get it. I think. Yeah. 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 I, I see what you were saying, that it was really like you did it three times, but if you add them all together, it doesn't even equal one time. <laughs> right. And that's, that's yeah. no fun for anybody, actually. Yeah. Do I count as a full person? Because if so, then half. Mm. Yeah. You count as a full person. It, it's like, you know, Dr. Jill Biden sitting next to Jimmy Carter. Oh, yeah. That picture, though, they uh, the Carters look like, well, they look cute. They, they look like um, they could be like, uh, okay, I'll tell you what they look like. They look like uh, ventriloquist dummies. Like, like Joe Biden could just pick Jimmy Carter up, put him on his lap, stick his hand off the back of his shirt and start talking. With him. Like, could you imagine that he's one of those ventriloquist dummies and peanuts come out of his mouth? Like you push the oh. back of it and a peanut, instead of like a nutcracker, like you crack him, you, he opens his little mouth and a peanut rolls right out. Like a fully, like one that's still like in the shell or like a Yeah, shell? still in the shell. And it's a peanut dispenser, but it's Jimmy Carter. Do you guys know something funny? Listen to no. this. No, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I do. <laughs> I can't think of anything off the top of my head, so I can't wait. Well, I thought that peanut dispenser was Oh, uh, thank so you. It's so funny. It's so funny. that well, what I was going to say is there's a comedian who I am pretty sure is racist. I, let's not call him a comedian. He's a ventriloquist. And you know, I do take issue with ventriloquists. I think there's something really, really wrong with them. But, um, you know, that that guy, Jeff Dunham, he has a ventriloquist dummy named Peanut. What? Does Peanuts come out of the mouth? I don't know, but he also has um, a brown puppet that is a terrorist and a jalapeno on a stick puppet that is extremely racist toward uh, our, our Latinx friends. That, that, he shouldn't be allowed to do that. What is that? What does the jalapeno say? Uh, he always says that he's a jalapeno on a stick and it's like, but, but he speaks with, this is a white guy named Jeff Dunham and he does a pretty racist Mexican uh, accent with the, but, um, but you know, remember that guy who used to be on Hollywood squares all the time that had the puppet named Madam? I loved her. She could barely see cause her cheeks were so full. Remember? She had a real skull-like face. Remember that mask from Saw? That's like the white mask with those spirals, the red spirals? That looks like Madam to me. Hold on. I'm going to text Josie to see if she can send me a side-by-side. Oh, definitely. You know, I feel like hearing this, you know, how many racist puppets are there? You know, they should have at a um, Joann's, they should have someone when you're buying brown felt. What are you going to do with this? Excuse me. And you have to fill out a form and you have to say what you're making. You, oh, I'm making up. Oh, my God. Is that? Oh, wait, which one is that? So that's, that's the madam puppet? We're seeing madam. the madam puppet image. Oh, I was like, is that the jalapeno? I don't, but I don't know. I, I actually haven't really, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I saw a jalapeno. I, you brought up the Saw movies though. And I, I was just, I, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, but you know how there's, there's a show or a movie that sometimes when you're doing something, you can keep it on in the, in the background. What is that? What is, is that? Is it, wait, hang on. Is that, um, what's his name? Um, That's the saw puppet. Gene Simmons from Kiss. Is that? No, I could see why you're saying that though. But no, this is the thing from Saw. Oh, oh, yes. I should actually, I should have known that because I was about to say those movies, in a weird way, I find them so soothing. And sometimes I just keep them on in the background when I'm uh, quilting or, you know, playing um, Farmville on my iPad. Uh, it's one of those things where I could just play them over and over. And my nephew went to Comic-Con, which is like that big comic book convention. And they had people there from the Saw movie. And I told him, hey, I, I have a Saw poster. Stand in line and get this signed for me. And he, uh, well, he went. He, he didn't get the poster signed. Though. He said the line was way too long to get the Saw poster signed, which I <laughs> I don't know if I believe that or not. But I just, the, those movies, so, so I, I feel like um, 
those just so imaginative, those movies. And I, I, I find myself just getting drawn in. And I, what I love too, is that they keep making them. It's now I haven't seen these. Okay. But mm-hmm. saw now I'm confused because I thought this was like, you know, the show with the guy who loved cocaine, um, Miami vice. Yeah. It's like that. He loves cocaine, but he has a family now and a neighbor that you barely can see. I thought, oh, saw, I know which one it is. Oh, it's home the guy. It's the, yeah. yeah, the Michigan guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa Claus. I know. I see. I think I thought a movie like Saw was like, I don't understand how this works, but a movie about home improvements, you know, that you can make. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that's kind of fun. But now it sounds like maybe, especially seeing that image of the star of it, it's dark. Yeah, it's a darker film. You know, it's yeah. it's one of those movies where it's just full of twists and turns and people do get murdered. But, you know, that happens on uh, on any show these days. Dateline. Yeah, on Dateline. Gosh. So I, uh, they, but they, they keep finding, uh, what I, what excites me is they keep just, they keep finding new ways to off people. And it's, 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 sometimes they make uh, people do it to the other people that they're hanging out with. And, and to me, it's just kind of like a fun, I, it's not like I would want to be there, but I, I'm just like, ah, oh, gosh, I, they, what, what, what will they think of next? Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it's yeah. escapism for you, which is what films should be, right? Yeah. 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 And, and I yeah. wanted you to know, you know, you, you were talking about your nephew at Comic-Con, and I just want to say, take us to your happy place. Take us to your nieces, nephews, and nibblings. Yes. Okay. Well, my one nephew, Nathaniel, he's 19. He is, I mean, he is, he's sharp as a tack. He spends a lot of time in his room playing, um, what's it called? World of War... World of War? Wonder? World of Wonder? Oh, no, War- that's, you know it's what I just remembered? World of Wonder is the the people who made Teddy Ruxpin, but then it's also now, I believe, RuPaul's production company. You're oh. thinking of World of Warcraft. Yes, World of Warcraft. I can't believe I forgot the word craft because I love crafts. But um, he so he spends a lot of time doing that. He's taking some time off before he goes to, to college. Uh, he, he's not exactly sure what he wants to do. But he's pretty funny. You know, he has a big piece of hair that he keeps down over one eye. So it's like you never get to see that eye. And uh, I don't know. He, may, he makes me laugh, even sometimes by not saying anything at all, which he doesn't most of the time. But then I have a, a niece also, Sophie, and she's 16, and she loves to play the guitar. And uh, she's uh, she's blonde. And uh, sometimes around Halloween, we go to the haunted house at the Children's Museum together. Oh, my God. Is that one of those houses where they teach people that if they do sins, they're going to hell? Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. That's a hell house. And I love those, too. But uh, the one at the Children's Museum is pretty tame, actually. It's just like, you know, so a guy in a, in a suit who maybe looks like the, the, the saw puppet guy will just hide behind a door and you walk in the room and he's like, hey, and you, you yell a little bit. But then you just move on to the next room. And um, it's sometimes even the same guy just jumps out at you again. This so sounds you know, like, I would hate that. That doesn't yeah. sound tame to me. That sounds but, terrifying. But think of it this way. You know what? That's a, that might be a great place to meet a man. Because who's the guy who's jumping out and saying, hey, he's got some free time on his hands. He owns at least one suit. You know, maybe this is, you know, take an opportunity to say, oh, when he jumps out and says, hey, you jump out and say, hey. And you slip him oh. your, your number. Yes. Yeah. Before he even asks for it, just like at the IHAP. Um, next time, next Halloween, uh, you should come with me and Soph Sold. to uh, to the haunted house because yeah, it's full of guys just jumping out saying hey, and um, yeah, clearly they don't have anywhere else to be. So right. perfect. maybe they're all independently wealthy, or they're you know they they like the arts at least. They like the holidays. Yeah. There's a lot of assumptions you can make about these guys, mm-hmm. and they're all pretty good. Yeah, two things. Two things. One. Can I at least drive? Because, you know, I don't like, I have FOMO. I, I like to be included. But also, th- if you want to uh, watch something that makes your stomach hurt, 
uh, go on Yahoo and Google Six Flags Fright Fest auditions. Oh, wow. And please believe they are real and they are posted and they will make your stomach hurt. Gosh. Now, okay, next time I go on the computer, I'm definitely going to do that. Are, are those men? They're, 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 they're mostly like, it's like teenagers. It's a sad site. That sounds like fun. I'll, I'll watch that. Definitely. I, I make a list because I, you know, I don't like to spend too much time on a computer. So I write down a list of things that I need to look up um, every time I look at the computer, like, uh, you know, a ham loaf recipe um, oh. is one. And then also now I'm, I'm writing down uh, six flags. Um, what, what'd you say? I, a fright auditions, fright? A fright fest auditions. Yeah. Well, that's a I, good I, idea. I, write that down. Now, you sound like you have a really good relationship with your niece and your nephew. And let me just ask, is there, what's your trick or what, what do you feel like makes you a successful aunt, Tim Tam? Because, you know, a lot of times I think people listen to this program. I don't know why exactly they're listening to it, but I hope, I really hope that some of it is for the excellent advice that's given by our guests. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I, we, we got a lot closer after Chad disappeared. And I think maybe that's because their mom, you know, my sister, Liz, um, she, uh, she, she said, you better go spend time with your aunt, Tim Tam, because she's real sad because her husband disappeared. And then when they would come over, I'd get them, you know, uh, some dominoes and I would let them uh, watch whatever they wanted on the channels that I get. And they can stay up as late as they want. And sometimes, uh, well, I, I probably shouldn't even say this because I know this is going to be on the radio or whatever, but um, I, I, I have a bottle of peach schnapps and I say to him, I look him in the eye and I say, I know you're going to want to drink this peach schnapps and you can do it as long as you stay in my basement. And they do. And um, so it's, it's, it's just, I let them have fun and I let them be who they are. And they ask me questions about Chad because they're both little kind of amateur sleuths a little bit. And I try to be a little bit evasive, but I answer what they want, especially after I have a couple of, drinks with peach schnapps. I make a, I do a splash of peach schnapps and some orange juice. It's delicious. Um, I was going to ask if you give them a mixer, if you just make them do straight up schnapps. Oh, I wouldn't make them do the the schnapps, but they actually, they like the taste of it. It, It's kind of like a, imagine like a delicious cough syrup. Yeah, that's it. and, And kids love that. Right. So, um, yeah, we, we have, we sit in the basement, we have a drink. Um, they play a little bit of ping pong and, um, yeah, we, we, we talk a little bit about Chad. We, we listen to some songs and, um, that we become good friends because of that. I think, I think Chad's disappearance has brought us closer. There you go. That's so lovely. I, I don't want to say that's advice because obviously, you know, well, neither of you have husbands to disappear. You can't mm. make, you know, you can't make your significant mm. other disappear to, to get closer to mm. your relatives, but it, it worked for me. I'll say that. But maybe yeah. it's worth trying because you've kind of inspired me. Maybe I could at least get away with, you know, I was seeing someone that I didn't bring around because I wasn't sure about them yet, but they've disappeared and just see how the kids respond to that. Now they'll probably make fun of me. That's the, that's the number one thing, which I realize is a defense mechanism, I think. Uh, but we'll see if it works, you know, where I, if I could squeeze a visit out of them just with, uh, you know, my boyfriend has disappeared and just see maybe, I think that's great advice to be honest with you. And you're also giving them things that the mom won't. That's a huge, we get that a lot on this program. Are yeah. you, uh, are you at all worried, Pat, that they would be like, Oh, you killed him, and now you're having sex with his corpse? Right, okay. I guess I can't do that because, uh, Tim, Tam, I'm not sure if I told you, but the kids, you know, kind of put it out into the internet that I have sex with dead uh, bodies. So, yeah, probably if I, well, they, they, it was Carolyn, she meant to say insomniac, she said I'm a necrophiliac, and then the kids ran with it, and now 
Oh gosh. That's, yeah, it, that happens with kids. You, they say one thing and then they, they just stick with it for years, honestly. Yeah. So I probably won't be able to do the missing thing. Cause oh, you know what you need to do though? I, I'll give that? you advice about this. Okay. So whatever they say about you to make fun of you, you, you just got to double down and do it even more than they're doing it. So next time you got to get like a dummy that looks like a corpse, right? And they um, leave the door unlocked. They knock, you don't answer. They come in and then you're on the bed humping this dummy. And then you're like, oh, sorry. It's just me, your aunt, the necrophiliac having sex with the corpse. <laughs> and then they'll be so, they'll be like, ah, she really one up us. We can't even make fun of that anymore. Is that something you think would go the right way, Pat? Well, what I think. I is, love it. It would stun them. What's it? It would stun them. It would, it, they'd be stunned into silence. Oh, I know? thought you said it was stun them like the man with the puppets, that he does that, that he, <laughs> he has sex with his own puppets, which Let's be fair. One, none of my business. And two, if that works for you, who am I to take it away? But I kind of like the doubling down. I might just try it. I know Mags has her concerns about it, but to me, it sounds like it would be almost be worth it to see the look in their eye of, oh, wow, this, this is now happening. I kind of like it, you know, yeah. plus, plus it'd be nice to, and this is a sex positive podcast, just hump something a little bit, you know? It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for me to have a full man-sized dummy in the house. Yeah, and you know what? Men get to do that all the time. They have those full-size sex dolls and, and whatnot. And you know what? Why, why shouldn't you, if you want to hump something inanimate, why shouldn't you get to? This is a sex positive podcast. And, you know, we you do what makes you happy. It I wouldn't hurt don't. anyone. It would hurt exactly no one, except my right. own feelings when I realize what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 I think, you well, know, I think we're, we're grown women and we should be able to hump anything that we want. Okay. And then um, that, that's where that, that's, that's all I'll say about that. I just want to say one thing, uh, you, uh, us saying the word hump so many times did remind me that, you know, one of my, one of my favorite bands, uh, from the nineties was digital underground. And I just want to give a shout out to shock G, uh, from digital underground who sang Humpty dance. He he passed away and so did DMX, you know, and, and uh, one of the fat boys. So a lot of the music I grew up listening to this month has been kind of tragic. And I just want to say everybody saying hump. I think that's a great tribute to shock G. Yeah. A fun wedding song, by the way, the hump. Yeah. Uh, that's my karaoke. That's one of my karaoke songs. Cause, uh, cause what modern day poet wrote the line? Yes, ladies, I'm really being sincere. Cause in the 69, my Humpty nose will tickle your rear. That's a beautiful sex positive line. But also he really paints a picture, right? Cause you think to yourself, yeah. how long must his nose be? Because yeah. that's, uh, that's a long, long nose. And so I, you yeah. think about that every time you hear that line. And so I, mm-hmm. it, that's uh, that, what that is, is poetry. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, I hate to, you know, I hate to end this on a down note, but I think, I think ending with a tribute to shock G is the way, is the way it should go this week. Um, but we also need to end with another poet, the poet laureate of this podcast, Carol Doyle. All right. So this one this week is ants are like layaway. They'll always be there for you, even if you forgot about them. Well, isn't yeah. that true? I don't know about you, but I've lost some serious money to layaways that I have, you know, forgotten about, you know, and then they just re they put the they put all the stuff back because I didn't end up coming back with the mm-hmm. rest of the money you for it. Paying for it, but then you never came to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. And which you know what that means? That's a life lesson where that's that's God or whatever, whatever force in the universe is, um, you know, I don't, whatever force there is, that's them saying you didn't need it. You didn't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Or that's, uh, some sort of rental agreement that you signed 
with a company that was trying to rip you off and probably screwed you over. Yeah, that's likely. It's likely the latter, um, not the former. But uh, listen, we, Tim Tam, we are so lucky that the two of us met you by chance, but by fate. And so we're so happy to know you. We really are pulling for you for Chad, um, unless you don't want him to come back. We, we want what you want. Uh, well, you know, at this point, it's it's six of one half dozen of the other, right? Mm-hmm. He can come back if he yeah if he's out there alive. I hope he hears this and hears that message that you just sent him. If you want to come back, fine. And that's that's a healthy thing to say about someone who's been missing. Yeah. yeah, and I want you to know there's about a baker's dozen, maybe 15 people who listen to this podcast. So the odds of him being one of them are slim to none, but I hope it happens for you. I love you so much. Tim Tam, have a wonderful day. I love you, Pat. I love you. Love you oh, too, love both. You. Yes, I love you, Megs, and I love you, Tim Tam. All right. Thank you for listening to those who answer Baby Makers podcast starring Colleen Doyle as your aunt's patent, Dana Curcioli as your auntie Megs. If you liked this podcast, feel free to subscribe, rate, and review us. Aunt Tim Tam is our brilliant friend, Zabeth Russell. Zabeth is an actor and writer you've seen on TV and the silver screen, and you can learn all about her at ZabethRussell.com. Our theme song was performed by The Cues, and you can follow them at The Cues Music on Instagram. Follow those who went on Instagram and Twitter, and if you have any questions for the ants, email us at those who at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy. Wear a mask and for God's sakes, call your rant.